Justin McIsaac Radio. Um, this is coming out a few days later than I wanted to, but uh, still kind of on time-ish. It's a conversation with uh, the commissioner of the PBA Tour, Tom Clark. That's right, sports commissioner. How you like them apples? Recorded this last week, and uh, just circumstances have prevented me from putting it out until today. PBA Tour is actually in Portland, Maine this weekend. Yeah. Go see professional athletes. Bullers are athletes. Come at me, bro. Uh, more coming up uh, after I make you listen to like 30 seconds or so of punk rock or something like that. Here, listen. I will never defend a man who make amends with any enemy's friends. I will never pretend. Normally I go on like a four to five minute uh, rant about something here and I've just been so tired this week that I don't, I, I got nothing for you. Uh, <laughs> other than, I, I, I want to talk about this Joe Biden stuff like in depth, but I think I'm going to have somebody on with me to talk more about it. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I'll, I'll go on like a one minute rant about it. How... Uh, he, he kind of, he put out that video on Twitter yesterday saying, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, blah, 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 blah. And that was fine, but I still don't think deep down he understands why. Like, and I think that's a generational thing. You know, everybody I've heard that's over the age of like 60 or so say, well, that's just the way he is. He, he hugs everybody. People should deal with that. It's like, well, uh, what if just the way he was, was he slapped people on the ass? Would that be okay? No, because it, it, it's, yeah, you can't go around just hugging and grabbing people whenever you feel like it, because it ain't all about you, buddy. I don't know. What, whatever. It's, 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 it's definitely a privilege entitlement thing, and he just, I don't think he understands that yet, and I know people of that generation don't understand that. I remember I served on a jury where a dude was accused of groping, uh, uh, he worked at a hospital, he was accused of groping a patient, and there were like two to three old women that were serving on the jury. I tried my best to get out of it and still couldn't do it. But uh, their attitude was, yeah, so? Well, who cares if he groped her? And I was like, it's illegal. And they're like, no, it's not. You can, you know, that's maybe that's just how he is. And I just I wanted to hang myself. But uh, that's neither here nor there. So I'll find somebody that can speak more intelligently than I can about this, which is probably pretty much anybody. But, yeah, uh, awkwardly shifting gears. Tom Clark, commissioner of the PBA Tour. I love bowling. Uh, as you probably know, my son's a big-time high school bowler, and I've watched bowling since I was a little kid. I mean, I, here's my here's what my Saturday used to encompass. Uh, go bowl in the uh, Youth League at Dover Bowl, then come home, grab some food that wasn't very good for me, watch uh, Candlepin Doubles with Mike. I think it was Mike Lynch used to do it. And then, uh, not Mike Lynch, but uh, Mike Lynch is a buddy of mine. Um, Somebody, uh, one of the Channel 5 guys. Then Don Gillis would do Candlepin Bowling. And then the PBA Tour would come on with uh, Nelson Burton Jr. and Chris Schenkel. Ironically, I love Chris Schenkel's play-by-play, even though he's uh, the direct opposite of how I do play-by-play. He was very understated and did a lot of golf and bowling. And I just loved it. It was appropriate for the, the sports he did. And I'm crazy over-the-top, scream-at-you kind of guy. But whatever. Different strokes for different folks. The point is this. I liked watching it. A lot of people like watching it. Yeah, you say, oh, bowling's boring. I, I kind of dig. I, I I see where you're coming from, but, dude, whatever. You, you Feel free to flip this off and go listen to something else. It's the commissioner of the PBA Tour. I like it, and you should like it. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Tom Clark, good dude. Came on my show on WTSN uh, back in the day when they used to 
do sports on that station. Um, so, yeah, here it is. We talk about how he became commissioner, uh, you know, how the sport's kind of growing. It's on Fox now and FS1, and how they ended up in Portland, Maine, of all places. So here you go. Enjoy. Well, I'm uh, I'm happy to be joined by the the commissioner of the Professional Bowlers Association. Uh, the one and only Tom Clark is on the line. And, uh, uh, Tom, we, we – we, this is a very versatile podcast. We get U.S. Senators. We get commissioners of the uh, Pro Bowlers Association. We do it all here. But uh, <laughs> the fans that listen to this show know I'm a big bowling fan. The, the young Cameron McIsaac is a stud bowler for Spalding High School. And I'm, I'm so happy you could take some time out uh, to join us today. That's great. No, I really appreciate it. And I, I can tell you this for sure, that bowling is more fair than politics. No <laughs> doubt about it. I you, mean, you know, you, the pins... As we like to say, the pins don't lie. So there you go. That's right. You can't. Yeah, you can't say you you got a you got a strike when there's a seven ten standing up there, right? It's uh, That's right. I mean, the pins the pins can can throw some bad breaks at you. I mean, we've seen that. You saw a lot of that at the World Series of bowling, if people watched it. But uh, but they don't lie. I mean, if they stand, they stand. You know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's it's all too true sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so you've been the commissioner uh, of the PBA since uh, 2013. Uh, you were, or excuse me, um, you've been the CEO and commissioner uh, since 2013. Commissioner uh, 2011 to 2013, and deputy commissioner since 2008. How does how does one find themselves being the commissioner of the Professional Bowlers Association? Oh well, it's a pretty uh, you know pretty. Fairly interesting, I guess. It's been interesting for me <laughs> to, <laughs> to live it, you know. But uh, no, I grew up a, a bowler, and my dad is a was a bowler in Syracuse, New York. And so I love bowling. I love the PBA my whole life. I mean, you know, the fact that guys like Marshall Holman are my friends now is almost is very surreal, you know, because I grew up watching him on TV, and uh, and so you know, it's um, it's one of these things where I got into the media and sports writing as a profession after bowling in college and uh, eventually was working at USA Today and covering other sports because most mainstream media really don't cover bowling. But sure, but yeah. I, uh, I covered bowling on the side, you know, for usatoday.com and in like between 2000 and 2005 when it was still relatively new to have even websites, you know. Right. So you know they would they just let me write about bowling there and i did it for fun because my other my real job was more golf and tennis and the nfl and and i just always loved bowling and and so i just wanted to write about it for usa today and the thing was it, it kind of caught on and and people in the bowling industry would read what i was saying and i was like a know-it-all you know columnist and um and so they basically challenged me and said, why don't you come work in bowling and do the things you say you can do, you say that we should be doing. And, uh, and I took them up on that. So I, I started working first at the USBC in 2005 and uh, worked there for three years and, in Milwaukee and then um, worked really closely with the PBA when I was at the USBC. So I got to know the, the commissioner at the time there and um, – and at one point, he basically said, "Look, the things that you do and your skills are better suited for the PBA. And would you uh, would you come over and work for the PBA?" And and uh, you know, I, I took him up on that, and you know, I've just worked as hard as I can every hour, every minute since uh, to be in this position. And um, and here we are. Wow, that's wild. 
That's it. So you just go from loving bowling to writing about it to now you're in charge of the whole deal. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah. I mean, I and I was a manager of newspaper. I mean, in my journalism career, I wasn't you know just a writer. You know, I was an executive editor at a daily newspaper, a couple different daily newspapers in North Carolina and Virginia. I owned my own sports paper for a while for two years in New York and. You know, so it wasn't like I had a typical just a sports writer's uh, career. I, I definitely was in management and business, um, and uh, and was fairly uh, entrepreneurial and understand different aspects of, of uh, of business uh, and in sports business. So you know, and I learned a lot at USA Today. You get to be in contact with leaders in other sports, and they want to talk to you because you have some influence at a large newspaper like that. And so I really got to pick the brain of a lot of great executives in golf and in tennis, especially. And, um, and you learn a lot. And so, uh, you know, I've tried to use all of those experiences to, uh, to do a job that no one has experienced that. I mean, it's impossible to, to really know, um, all the aspects of being a commissioner of a sport because they don't teach you that stuff. So anyone that's doing it is doing it, you know, <laughs> they're learning as they go to begin with. Right, exactly. Uh, so it's uh, it feels to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it, it kind of feels like over the last few years, uh, you know, it, 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 when I was a kid, you know, but we'd, we'd, I'd bowl in my league on Saturday mornings and we'd come home and actually since we're in New England, we'd watch uh, candlepin bowling on, uh, on TV with Don Gillis out of Boston. But then the PBA tour would come on, the Pro Bowler Store with Chris Schenkel and Nelson Burton Jr. And it, it felt like in the, uh, in the 2000s it, it dipped a bit, you know, late 90s, 2000s when it was off ABC. But now it feels like, you know, being on Fox – uh, and and just the way you guys are kind of marketing things, it feels like it's it's coming up a bit again. Do you do you see that on your end, or, or how do you see the way uh, the, you know bowling is uh, the ups and downs, so to speak? Absolutely, no, you're right on, and I'm hearing it every day, and it's really great, you know, to have people feel like this is a new era, and that there's a new life, and that there's a new energy, and, and it all you know stems from. Um, the, the move to Fox, uh, Fox Sports, and also Flow Bowling, our, our digital partner. It all happened at the same time. You know, uh, during 2018 is when we, we, we did those deals, and, and this year is kind of the first full year of that. And, um, you know, having these new, new people involved and um, the players excited about it and more television and more live events and, you know, all of those things combined um, – with a lot of the things that we were doing well before, you know, the great, great partners in bowling centers that we've been going to and, you know, the players that are coming from all over the world with different styles are, or we're gaining momentum and, and, and really exciting to begin with. And, and now given a new platform, you know, they, they're even trying harder, you know, so it, it's just, um, it's a lot of things coming together at once. And it's always been a great sport, and it's always been a, a, a sport that gets a lot of eyeballs on TV. It's, it's kind of arresting as a television show, and people like to watch it. So now that they can watch it more, it's, um, uh, it just helps. So you, you're right. You're, you're, you're right on. I mean, the, the only you know, slightly frustrating thing, um, and, and now I know what it feels like to be like a, a college basketball coach or something who 
you know, has the same principles and does the same things for years, and then he gets a really good player, and all of a sudden they make it to the Final Four, and now he's a genius, you know? Right. I mean, you know, he, he's the same guy. I mean, you know, so, I mean, so, you know, you're the same person all the way through, and, and you kind of uh, keep keep building and building, and then all of a sudden you're you're a genius, you know? Right. And you know that, uh, you know, the, the, the wave will end at some point, so we just got to figure out ways to, to keep it going and keep this momentum going, and and, and we know there are really key ways. I mean, the most important is to, is to bring more corporate partnerships on board and, uh, and get more uh, people outside the industry of bowling involved with our sport so that the numbers can grow from a financial standpoint. Yeah, and I feel like a, like some of it has to do also with, uh, you know, back when I watched, you know, you'd have, and obviously in the 2000s, you know, uh, Pete Weber was, you know, he was a, a personality. You mentioned Marshall Holman. He was he was kind of a personality because he was always yelling and screaming. But a lot, I felt like when I was watching, you know, a lot of the bowlers kind of looked the same. You know, they all came from either like the Midwest or upstate New York, you know, and, and little Monticelli being like the, uh, the, the, the exception to prove the rule. But now it seems like the guys really have a lot of personality and like they're a little uh, – yeah, you know, like they, they bring flavor to the game. Like obviously, Kyle Troop's gotten some uh, some play with the big hair he does, and you know, I, I I go nuts when he does the double pick celebration, and that's gotten some uh, some viral stuff on Twitter. But you know, even when you guys look at guys like Rhino Page, just having a guy named Rhino is fun, and obviously Jason Belmonte, he's uh, you know he's he's the goat, and uh, at this point, and uh, you know the kind of the uh, you know the uh, pioneer of the two handed style. But how much has has that had an effect? You know, guys, you know coming from all over the world, different backgrounds, and bringing a little flavor to the game. Yeah, I, I think that's meant uh, a lot, not only internationally, but, but here to, to get to watch um, people that uh, – and it really just gives you a really cool perspective to know that this sport is played in every corner of the globe and, and that someone can emerge from a place like a small town in Australia you know, to be – uh, this really inspirational figure and, and dominate the PBA tour. Right. You know, you just never thought of it that way. So it opens people's minds, you know, and, uh, and the world series of bowling, which we started 10 years ago, when I, when I first started at the PBA, you know, we were in a position where we needed to figure out a way to create more efficiencies and, and the world series of bowling emerged from that. And, uh, and what it did was it enabled more people to come try the PBA from all over the world. And so we had more international champions over the last few years than, you know, than ever. Like you said, Amleto and Mika were really the only two right. uh, bowler up until the World Series era. And now you have people from all over. And, um, and yeah, it, 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 definitely, uh, it definitely adds a lot. And yet, and yet you still had this great class of legends like Norm Duke and Pete Weber and sure. Walter Ray and Parker Bone. And that group um, has hung on longer than you could really expect um, from any sport, you know, to have people. Like Norm Duke has won two titles this year at the age of 54. Right. He it, just turned it, 55. It'd be like if Joe Montana was, you know, going head-to-head with Tom Brady or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. That, you know, I use that exact same analogy. And I'm, I'm like, you know, and, and I knew that the – you know, the old school um, PBA fans, when they got to watch that match in Indianapolis between Norm Duke and Jason Belmonte, that they were that they were going to root for Norm. Right. You know, there was going to be a hard rooting. Inter- it would be like Joe Montana coming back to go against Tom Brady <laughs> and have all these people who are Tom Brady haters, you know, because Belmo is being as great as he, he has as many haters as anyone sure. by far. 
and and so he's kind of like a Tom Brady figure, and and uh, and so everybody talks about how Joe Montana was better, it was, it was tougher back in the day, you know. So they actually have give him a chance to go up against the current, you know, <laughs> king uh, is is really compelling television. That was one of the best matches I've ever sat and watched, and and yet. And we all of a sudden, then we had Belmo against Jacob Buttruff at the World Championship a few days ago at the World Series, and, and I felt like that was as exciting an event as I've ever seen. I mean, it just seems like every week we build and build and build uh, with with more and more exciting things. I, where you go, I don't know if we can top that, and yet we've done it over and over again. So you got to give props to the players for that. The fans too have been as excited, uh, and so you get better uh, fan support we've sold out at every event we've been at in 10 different cities this year and in every one of them the fans have been louder and more into it and know the players better uh than they have in years so yeah there's a lot of momentum oh that's fantastic uh and uh and, and speaking of uh you know of of things that are you know new and innovative the PBA playoffs i guess how long i guess my question is because this is coming to uh to an area near where where I am, I live in Rochester, New Hampshire. So Portland, Maine, is about an hour away, and uh, and, and so taking my daughter to WrestleMania that weekend, I'm going to try and get up for some of it. But I know my son and my uh, my father are definitely going to hit uh, hit up the playoffs coming up in April. Um, when did this get started? And you guys, you know, Portland, Maine. I know that's a a small bowling alley up in Portland, Maine. You guys go to, but it seems like the tour uh, really digs going there. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, actually, Bayside Bowl in Portland, Maine is is another one of those building block reasons as to why we are where we are. And it's they're a reason why the fans today are more exciting or excited because the Portland fans always were when we first went there about five years ago. And, and when we first went to Portland, Maine, we had never, the PBA had never been to Maine for an event. Right. We'd been to, I think, 48 states and never been to Maine. And yet we walked in and they were the best, most raucous, most um, pumped fans and young and cool and hip and uh, you know and the place just echoed noise and it was like this is awesome even though we could only use two lanes in that bowling center you know because it's like you said it was only a 10-lane center right uh, it's actually expanded since then but it it was only a 10-lane center which the PBA could never in the past hold events in a 10-lane center so that's why we brought what's called the PBA League there because we only need two lanes to conduct a PBA league. It's a team event and there's every match is on TV and we just build around those two lanes and and, and we really have built a, a you know a legend almost just in these five years of Bayside Bowl. So when we moved to Fox with a TV, a big piece of the Fox relationship is the creation of the PBA playoffs. And the PBA playoffs is a culminating event after the first 13 events of this season. We've been keeping points for the individual players, and the top 24 players after those 13 events earn a trip to the PBA playoffs, which will play out as a as a 10-week series on uh, on FS1, with the finals being on Fox June 1 and 2, the final four mm-hmm. on June 1, and the final on June 2 on Big Fox, uh, live from from Bayside Bowl, and in the the sole reason that we chose Bayside Bowl as the host of the first ever PBA playoffs is because of the fans. Um, they and because of the owner and, and the operators of Bayside Bowl because they get it, 
They love hosting the PBA. They get a lot of local value out of it. They, they involve the, the local sponsors and community. Main Beer Company, which I don't know if you've tried it, but that's some good stuff. Well, if there's a beer in New England, I've probably tried it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably tried it. And they've, 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 uh, I just finally got a chance to try it myself, uh, and um, it's good stuff. And, um, and they're a major sponsor locally, and, and, and their fans get revved up, and they're going to be you know, so we want, we love excitement on TV. Like, you're going to wrestling. I mean, the fans are one of the biggest parts of wrestling. They're so into it, and they've got their signs, and they're ready to go. And, and that's what we want at all of our stops. So if we're going to have a first-ever playoff, the place to have it was going to be Bayside Bowl, and that's where we're going to be. That's fantastic. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm certainly, uh, you know, be, being pressured by uh, by my son Cam to get tickets, and we're gonna we're gonna make at least one of those trips happen. So uh, for sure, we're gonna <laughs> get up let there. Me know, just let me know if you need to get in. If it's sold out, <laughs> just let me know. We'll get you in there. Just I'll see. I've always told everybody there's no such thing as a sellout. As many people that can come, we will figure out a way to get you in there. And and if they have to arrest me and bring me to jail <laughs> for like overcrowding, I will enjoy it. <laughs> this man, that's what I call a fan. I was gonna say that's what I call a fan fan friendly commissioner. This is like you don't have to agree with this, but I'll say it because I'm a New England Patriots fan. You're like the anti Roger Goodell. That's <laughs> that's, right. That's, that's right. That's right. No, I'm I'm fan. The fans are first for me. That's for sure. We'll make sure they get in. And uh, and um, and again, I mean, yeah. If they just need to take a picture of me being hauled off with handcuffs <laughs> on, and then we'll really take off. You know, it'll be great. Listen, that's, that's what you call earned media right there once that goes viral, that's right? right? That's right. <laughs> All right, well, Tom Clark, commissioner of the PBA. Uh, the PBA playoffs are in Portland, Maine. Uh, the tapings go from Sunday the 7th to Wednesday the 10th, and then the live finals, uh, final four and finals on uh, FS1 and Fox. Those are on June 1st and June 2nd. You won't want to miss that. Tickets available at PBA.com, so get on over there and uh, go see some bowling uh, locally if you're uh, if you're listening to me. And then the league comes back in July to Portland, Maine. So a lot of chances uh, if you're in New England, which is where a lot of uh, people listen to my podcast, uh, live a lot of chances to go see your favorite bowlers uh, and your favorite bowling commissioner, right? That's right. They'll have a lot of fun, I guarantee you. You can't not have fun there at the Bayside Bowl. And all it'll only be the best players, the top 24 from this year at the playoffs, and then it's, 40 players, eight teams of five in the PBA league in July. And that's the most exciting bowling there is, is watching these guys uh, form teams and, and compete against each other. It's, it's electrifying. So hopefully everybody can, can get there. All right. Gotta love it. Well, uh, Tom, appreciate you taking some time today and we'll, uh, we'll definitely get you back uh, on the podcast at some point to uh, when you can, maybe when the league time comes closer to hype that up. Sounds great. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, that was Commissioner Tom Clark of the PBA Tour. I thank him very much for joining me. And uh, uh, I'm going to WrestleMania this weekend, so unfortunately I won't be able to get to Portland. But they're going to be in Portland like four times. So if you dig bowling, you should try to get up there and uh, and check it out. Uh, if you just go on the PBA Tour website uh, or PBA.com, I think it is, you can uh, see the schedule and all that. And, uh, yeah, tickets are reasonable to go see the best bowlers in the world. Uh, we'll see what we have coming up next week. Um, I've been in contact with the people of Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who's running for president. He's a very interesting dude. We're going to try and get him on the podcast. Uh, not this weekend because he's going to be in New Hampshire, and I won't be. I'll be going to WrestleMania. But uh, maybe the next time he hits up, 
to New Hampshire. We'll uh, I'll try to get him uh, one on one for like I don't know fifteen twenty minutes or so. He's uh, his star is rising, so uh, the, the 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 more famous he gets, the harder it's going to be to get a hold of him. So if we're going to get him on the podcast, we better do it now, right? All right. Ho- so hopefully that'll be coming in the next uh, few weeks. But until then. We'll see what we have next week. I have no idea yet. Uh, oh, Derek Ray. Yeah, he does. Uh, no, yeah, Derek Ray is a soccer commentator. He did the alternate uh, audio for um, uh, NFL Thursday night games on uh, Amazon. He's a very interesting dude as well. So we'll talk to him about next week. I think we're going to talk to him about uh, you know, how he got into broadcasting uh, over in uh, the UK. Uh, what are the you know uh, what it's like doing American football as a uh, as a Scotsman uh, and all sorts of stuff. He seems like an interesting dude. So we'll talk to him next week. And whatever else comes up. Thanks for listening. See ya.